0: Hello and welcome to Forethought, a show designed by real estate agents for real estate agents, helping them unlock the power of modern marketing. Hello and welcome back to Forethought provided by Stay Ahead Real Estate Marketing. My name is Brett Martineau. I am joined as always by Aaron Kinn and Craig McDonald. Craig's joining us by phone. In this episode, we talk about, we kind of continue the conversation that we had in the last episode talking about funnels and we get into some of the specifics of why it's important that you be very intentional about the communication that you're putting out and some of the more tactical ways that you can uh, leverage social media in your business, and most importantly, why you should. Hope you enjoy. Okay, so uh, we've talked in the past. Um, we talked in one of the previous episodes about funnels and about a lot of times marketers and, and business owners in in more of a online people that are selling online stuff, whether it's courses or products, whatever it is. They they deal a lot with funnels, and we've talked a little bit about some of the equivalencies between. Uh, traditional business funnels in real estate. And I, I'm really interested and I figure we could break down some of the pieces. I want to talk practically about how we can take this idea of a funnel and the idea of how you use a funnel and what the pieces are of it. And I want to break it down into some of its component parts um, just so that we can get very clear on what we're talking about here. But one thing that I think is very, very interesting and probably the, the crux of this whole concept is what Craig talked about um, in the last episode with uh, with um, the research that they did around the potential, I'm going to say the potential lifetime value of a real estate customer. And if I can just extrapolate a little bit and maybe put some words into Craig's mouth for just, just a bit, it seems to me that that it's different than what you would expect as a real estate agent. Meaning you might approach uh, a real estate customer as like a one and done, you're going to get whatever you're six, 7%, 5%, whatever commission is off of the sale of the house. And that's it. But it turns out that I think it pretty much across the board, it can be different than that. But the important thing is to, is to realize that the way that it's going to be different is if you approach every step of this funnel that we're talking about with the understanding that, the long term value of this customer could be greater if you take it approach it from the right angle so my question for the two of you is this knowing that first of all what are what are real estate agents normally doing at the beginning stages of the funnel meaning how are they how are they uh, gathering leads how are they getting people in front of people how are they finding new business and new people to talk to that they can eventually sell houses or find houses for what are some of the activities that they're doing there?
1: Well, um I believe you know there's a myriad of things uh from the simple thing of having signs in people's yards, you know, for sign calls. Um there is obviously internet lead generation through social media marketing, also through places like Zillow, realtor.com, so MLS syndication um, to where your listings are syndicated out or other people's listings are syndicated out and you can market those. Um, so I think there's a, a vast, uh, that's a huge loaded question because, and even as simple things as open houses and of course, repeat and referral business. Um, so there's, there's quite a few ways to generate the initial lead or contact, um, from my opinion.
0: Okay. So that, that makes a lot of sense. Kind of what I'm getting at here is uh, traditionally, are there things that uh, and maybe this is the way that we answer the way that we get at this is by just going right at what I'm getting at here. Do you think that some things would change in the lead generation process when you have the understanding that your uh, all the customers that you already have and the leads that you already have, they have a much bigger potential lifetime value. Right. Are are there different, like, do the activities shift?
1: Yeah, I think uh, there's a much different way you approach things. Um, I know from, in fact, me several years ago, you know, it was produce as many leads as you can and just plow through them, you know, making calls until you can get some people on the line and then get people in the office or at their house. So, you know, there was a definite, the more leads you had, the more opportunity you had. Um, so you kind of treated them that way too, you know, so it was just like go through, um, basically see motivation and timing, uh, if they're ready now, if they're ready in three months, six months, whatever, and then put them up on a follow-up program of some sort through phone and email and text and whatnot. Um, but now I think the lead is different. Um, the lead quality is different especially when you start talking about going after this group of um, people that you may not have saw as a source of business because they're just normal people they were your clients right so being able to treat them better uh, throughout the entire process from the very first call um, you don't need as many leads or lead generation systems if you do it that so that's a very interesting point you brought up and I'm glad because this kind of
0: goes in the direction that I was, that I was thinking with this. You find you don't need to talk to as many people, right? You don't have Correct. to play the volume game. And, and, and I would, uh, to put a couple of words in your mouth here, I would imagine that, uh, when you don't have to deal with as many of them, it's easier to treat all of them better.
1: Correct. Absolutely. It's not just a three or four hour call session on a headset and, pounding and through as many as you can get through. Right. Um, it is actual more genuine. Uh, there's questions of interest, you know, what things interest them? What things do they enjoy or like about a house? And what are they looking for? Let's say if it's a buyer, um, it's not just, hey, have you got financing yet? No. Okay. Here, right. talk to my lender, you know,
2: kind of thing. Right. Uh, it's
0: not just uh, uh, our, our, the, the super basic qualification questions of, do you need a house? Correct. <laughs> right? yes. You can get a little bit more specific on like, okay, who, what's the best, Who? what type and, you know, get a little deeper into specifically what they're looking for.
1: And, and not even just what they're looking for, but what makes them tick, who they are, you know, what things do they like, enjoy, things like that. And you, you can help uh, arrange where they should be looking based on those things. You know, if they're big outdoors people, they probably, you know, don't want to be in the, middle of the city, you know they want to be right. uh, closer to parks and trails and things like that so right So um,
0: I want to take just a second and, and go I- dive into some marketing stuff real quick because I think there's a good tie-in and then what I want to get to is let's talk tactically about some things that realtors can do now, knowing that their their clients are have a much larger lifetime value than they may be thinking. What are some very very specifically tactical things they can do at the very front end of the funnel uh, where they're advertising themselves and then capturing leads so think about that for a bit while i while I talk a little bit about the some some of the specifics of the way marketing is traditionally done you know in 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 business so one of the things that that I think uh, e-commerce brands, or consulting brands, or agencies—people like some of the stuff that I do—as uh, as opposed to real estate. One of the one of the benefits that we have is that uh, the the thing that we're transacting isn't a physical thing that can't be moved, right? So e-commerce brands—they have products that can ship them. Uh, consulting brands—it's a service, so they don't have to ship anything. So there, it's much easier. Um, for us to not have to like one of the things about real estate, I think that puts you at a disadvantage, at least in your own head is that what you're spying and selling are things that are immovable for the most like houses. You're not, you're not going to like ship the house to somebody. That's a, that's a, I think that's a different type of, of, uh, uh, of situation. But what's interesting is that because of that, because uh, uh, our, the, the sort of traditional business, traditional marketing um, aspect, because of that, the funnel uh, has taken a very web-centric approach. So we do all of our advertising on social platforms because that's where all of our customers are, right? For the, for the mm-hmm. most part, I would say 95% of all businesses target people that use social media, right? So we're, we're, we're targeting them on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Google and Pinterest and Reddit and all these different places. What that allows us to do is create Uh, uh, following which then leads to some sort of lead generation activity and and there's a lot of different ways I think that people end up uh, making the transition between running an ad and having somebody be introduced to their brand and then getting them to take some sort of activity so that they can then follow up with them but the overall funnel starts at that point like because we can take sort of that digital approach we'll start out with an ad which leads to some sort of a uh, text to get a free something or other or or give us your email address and we'll give you access to something. Something that we can use to move them along in this funnel to the point where then we can start having sales conversations. And, and you know, if we're talking about more of a consulting style of uh, of thing that we're trying to sell, then after, you know, we want to make sure we follow up with them enough and it actually gets to what you were just talking about, Aaron. We want to make sure that we follow up with them enough and get enough information from them to know exactly what they're looking for so that when we present them with a sales opportunity, it's almost like a no brainer. Right. And then, you know, for the, 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 uh, the final parts of the funnel after we actually sell them whatever product it is, we have all sorts of opportunities to upsell them to other products or services that we might provide. But then I think the the, the huge key, which is going to tie us back into what we're talking about here is that your existing customer base is your best source of leads for the front of the funnel. So it becomes not sort of like a linear thing where you're just dropping a bunch of people in the front and then running them through. It's circular because as you put more people in the front, more people become customers, but then your best source of new leads, new business is this is the customers that you already have, right? Sure. So that that being the case, and what I want to do over the course of the next several episodes is kind of dive into some of the get really granular on some of the pieces of the, of the funnel tradition, the traditional marketing funnel and how that converts over into real estate. But what I want to start with is let's talk about the front, the very, very beginning. How have you guys found in your, uh, as you started to make this shift into more of a funnel centric approach to real estate, what activities have you found to be um, very effective uh, for attracting leads and then, what what types of things are you doing to then get information for follow up? So let's not we're not going to talk about the campaigns or like the actual follow up methods and what you're doing. How are you finding, given the fact that you're using your existing customers, what kind of activities are you doing there? And then, what's the mechanism for getting their information so you can follow up with them? Yeah, for me,
1: it's a multi pronged approach, but uh, it's it centers around social media, you know. Um, go where they are and people are there every single day, you know, and don't irritate them and annoy them with things they don't want. You know, if they just bought a house, they're not, they're not all that interested about, you know, all the new homes that you're listing or selling or things like that, but they are interested in daily house upkeep things. Um, You know, content that is meaningful for them, but then just everyday stuff, you know, quotes and things like that, just so you're in front of them. So when they're having a conversation with somebody at work, it's not too hard to think of you that, Hey, you know, here's my real estate agent. I know you're looking for a house, you know, kind of thing. So, so
0: when you're talking about, we talk about social, this is very interesting, right? And I think this might be surprising to some people. You're talking about using social ads the same way that maybe a more traditional business would be using ads in an online sense, right?
1: Yeah, both ads, but then just uh, regular posting, you know, so just general posts, but also ads that can target a specific group of people like your past clients or sphere of influence um, or a local community, Um, you know, so you can do quite a bit of things with the actual ad platform, but those people that you're doing business with should be your friends on social media sites. So that your general posting should be able to show up in their thread as well too. So, sure, sure. um, you know, so that's one approach. And then we also have offline approach too, where we send out a monthly newsletter. It's basically just goes over, you know, what's happening in the market, uh, market stats, things like that. And then, uh, we also are pretty big on, you know, we call our, our folks once a quarter as well as, um, you know, a handwritten note every time we have some kind of an interaction with them that's positive. So, so there's multiple things there to keep us front of mind.
0: Now, what have you found? Um, what have you found has been the mechanism for getting interest? Like for somebody indicating interest to you, that has been the most effective. I mean, I think traditionally it was a phone call. You get somebody's phone number, and then you're gonna pick up the phone and call them. But I would imagine that as the as the marketplace starts to shift, maybe the mechanism and the modality of actual communication starts to shift as well. So, have you seen any specific shifts in? So, you know, you're you're reaching out to people and talking to them. You got social things that are going on. You found that it's you know, or maybe I'll just leave it open ended. What have you found? if anything, that's been shifted, that's changed in the, in the way that you're actually communicating with these people?
1: Uh, I mean, phone is still the King. I mean, it's, it's definitely best to have a phone number and being able to contact them back. Um, after phone then you go to text message, if you have them on Facebook or Instagram, you can do some sort of Instagram or Facebook messenger. Uh, that's actually, I was actually shocked at how good the return on those are, you know, if they come in on that. So, Um, But still phone, text, then messenger, and I would say probably email is our least. You know, a lot of times they just don't get opened. Um, And even if they get opened, they just don't get followed up with. So um, email is unfortunately the least one out there because I think most people put their, all their eggs in that basket too many times. Well, I mean, do
0: you find, here's another, I mean, uh, the, the marketplace for real estate, people that are buying and selling houses right now, I, I think, and you can correct me definitely because you're going to know more than me, but I would imagine that the percentage of people that are buying and selling houses now, of those people, the, that millennial crowd that's like more technologically advanced, it's probably just getting started into buying and selling houses. So you're still dealing with a lot of people who prefer the phone. But I think the important thing is just because the people that have been buying and selling houses prefer the phone doesn't mean that you shouldn't adopt some of the more progressive approaches because the group of people that are going to start buying and selling houses in the future, that's try and call them. And they're not going to answer the phone because they don't yeah, like answering
1: the phone. Millennials realistically don't. They, they communicate everything through text right, or Facebook messenger or what have you. So, um, but they're one of the largest populations right now those that are buying homes is the millennial generation. So um, you have to, again, be where they are and communicate with them how they like to be communicated with. Sure. So it's, it's a a vast array based on who you're communicating with too. But I think that's an edge too, when you're using social platforms, Um, everyone pretty much tells the truth there on what their age is and things like that. So you kind of know, how to communicate with them if you can find their profile on a social platform sure
2: i really found that the um the online lead generation that google ads and and the shiny object has been that's been our predominant lead generating source is kind of going away um they're becoming much more expensive they're becoming much more difficult to to convert um the field is getting Significantly more crowded, um, and I find that we have ignored such a profitable piece of this, and those people that already have a relationship with us, and they were. You guys were talking a little bit earlier about you know millennials, you know the largest group of people that are joining Facebook are the greatest generation because they're trying to keep up with their grandkids now. And that's where they're at. An example would be my mother. The only reason she bought a smartphone, she's 80 years old is so she could follow my two daughters. And so not only are the, the, the gen Xers there and the millennials, I mean, so are the baby boomers and the greatest generation. So it's, it's actually where all the people are right now and how do we communicate with them without being that paying the rear guy or lady in an effective manner that sets us apart from those that are trying to do the very same thing.
0: Sure. Sure. Have you found uh this is a question for both of you. Have you found, have you seen any, uh, we don't need to name names obviously, but have you seen any people, any realtors that are on, Uh, they're doing social ads, but they're not really doing it very well in the sense that like they're too, like what I'm getting at here is, is there a way to do social that uses too much of like the old, let me blast myself out as much as possible. Aaron, you kind of touched on this before a little bit. Yeah. I mean,
1: there's so many people on there, even in my feeds and stories that I see uh, friends I know across the country that honestly, I think they're doing it wrong. I mean, it's, it's look at me, I'm number one. Look at this house I just listed. Look at the house I just sold. I put five homes under contract today. You know, no one cares except them. The one, the one I see a lot is the guys
0: uh, in front of the bank depositing their GCI checks. <laughs> <laughs> right. One of my favorite ones. They're like, look how much money I made. Which yeah. you know, it, in in from one angle, you know, you can kind of see that, especially because there's been within on the marketing side, there's been kind of a shift to to teaching people how you're doing what you're doing, but it's, mm-hmm. that's a totally different business and it actually detracts from the real estate itself because you're now associated with trying to, you know, with not what you're actually trying to do, which is help people to buy and sell houses. Right. And some of that's okay.
1: I mean, social proof is okay that, Hey, I'm out working, I'm out doing things. That's okay. Um, but I think too much of it is way too much of it. And that, and unfortunately a lot of, Real estate professionals, that's what they use. But realistically, 80% of the messaging to your base should be things that are going to help them with the home that they have or what they're doing or should be inspirational quotes or, you know, um, things they want to see and engage with. Um, not you bragging that you're depositing a check again. <laughs> <laughs> right. What, what about and you? Way overdone
2: on way overdone on the listing. Every time they have a listing, they post it on Facebook or Twitter. That's the quickest way to get unfollowed is that because the only thing that they're seeing from you is you're basically promoting yourself and asking something from them in their face. It's like the guy that goes to church and parks his branded car in the front row. That <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's you don't want to be that guy, but our job is to is to remind people that we're in this business and this social media aspect with the right content and the right messages is that piece that works. Yeah. It does not intrude on people's life. They can either click on it or non-click on it. Like the ad that we just did for um, the barbecue restaurant last week. I got a call from the guy yesterday he had 17 people walk in his restaurant because they saw that Facebook post. They had never been there on Monday. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's powerful. And will we have 17 people come in and want to list houses with us? Maybe, maybe not. But what we're doing is providing a service that those in the community want to see and want to hear about. It's no longer, hey, you got an open house. I don't pardon my French. I don't give a crap. You know, it's, right. Hey, you're telling me about something in our community that I should know about. Right. And I think those messages are becoming more and more powerful and we can absolutely separate ourselves from the crowd by doing this in a correct way.
0: Now I, w- I want to, uh, just to kind of, I don't want to, uh, we'll kind of wrap this up uh, with, a, with a kind of a shorter episode today. I, one thing that I think is very powerful that you brought up, Craig, is that uh, people are posting every listing. And uh, I'm going to also let me. I want to speak to something in the in from a more sort of traditional marketing background, and I want to get your guys's take on the real estate implications of of, uh, of what I'm talking about here. But a lot of times, uh, when you shift the modality or the the mechanism that you're using to communicate with people, um, there needs to go along with that shift uh, a a change in the way that you're actually presenting the information so it's not just okay I I used to send mailers right physical cards now I'm just going to do the same thing but in email right that was in the in the early 2000s that was a huge thing and what happened was the people who were using Print mail techniques in uh, email got (laughs) shut down as spammers because it was too much images, right? So they learned that they had to shift into more text-based with maybe some multimedia and links and stuff. What you're describing to me, the first thing that comes to mind is somebody who has an old-school mentality, which is, I have all these listings. I need to just get them in front of people. That's, like, the way that it happens. And, you know, they see this this tool most likely – they have a tool that automatically posts the listings from their MLS straight to Twitter and Facebook. They have like, this <coughs> then that or, or Zapier or something else that's doing the posting automatically. But when they are out of touch, when they're not actually communicating directly with uh, the people that are consuming that content, they can sometimes be distance and they don't really realize that they're actually turning people off by throwing that, throwing the, the, you know, too much of, that in front of people without really thinking about it and so what happens a lot is they become is, immune yeah, exactly yeah they they become immune worst case do you just get on the defense <laughs> they unfollow you they don't want to see it anymore um uh, I, I mean they they don't ever want to see it at all i mean best case in that situation is you get ignored which isn't a great case right <laughs> so you don't they don't want that and i think the important thing is Understanding uh, there's a couple of pieces to this. Understanding first of all, when you shift the modality, when you shift the mechanism that you're using for the communication, and also for like accepting, uh, in uh, getting people to indicate interest to you, you have to understand that there's also a shift in the way that that platform is used. So social is not used just to spout things out; it's a communication tool, and so you have to definitely make you know take that into consideration when you are uh, posting things and. Understand the, the mindset of the person that's actually on there, but I think even more important than that is is as uh, you also mentioned Craig put li- um, Telling people what listings are available is important But not there Right, so this goes back to why a funnel is important because you need to get people to tell you that they're interested in You and in listings that you might be listing and all that first and then tell them, here are all the listings that I've got, which means you have to treat people differently when you don't, when they have no connection to you, than once they do have some connection to you, which again, speaks back to the funnel mindset, which is don't just pick up the phone. Don't, don't treat it like, like maybe the, the old school approach of real estate, which was pick up the phone and try and close as many leads in as short amount of time as possible and more Okay, let's get people's interest first because that's the way people think. Get their interest, then get them sort of engaged in what we're doing and following what we're talking about, and then get them to tell us that they actually want to see um, uh, the the other stuff that we're talking about, and then let it and then let that be the indication that okay, now we can start to to display this uh, information to them a little bit more. Um,
2: what? Uh, let's put that, it this way. I mean, let's put it this way. I have a thousand-person database that are, I would call Sphere, close friends, people that would recommend me. At at any one time, there may be only 20 people looking to buy a house. But think how small that is. But think how many people, that thousand people can tell that I'm the guy that should be helping them buy a house. And that's the math equation that works. Yeah, it's that simple. I mean, it really is that simple. And the other nine hundred eighty people that are not looking to buy a house could give two craps about a house or what house I have listed. Right. I just need to be delivering them the messages about the community, to messages about we're really a great guy, that we're a great firm that we care about not only, not only you know, ourselves by casting checks as you put, but about what's going on in the community and hey, go eat some great barbecue or go join this wine locker or go I mean this the service of this dry cleaner is off the charts unbelievable. You know, so it's it's that communication piece that is completely missing in the marketing of all real estate agents. And basically we can go one step further. It's also the piece that's completely missing the marketing of all small businesses. Yeah,
1: that's true.
0: That's definitely true because it's because the the, 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 the fact is, and we've kind of touched on this a couple of times, but the fact is you have to approach your leads even after you've maybe got them topped in for something or you you know have them in a database, just like you said, just because they're there doesn't necessarily mean that, that they are, ready to buy. And that just brings us back to the fact that we have to treat everybody appropriate to where they are in the, in their proximity to some sort of a purchase. Some people you're going to get, they're going to opt in for everything you put out, but they're never going to take the next step. Right. And that's just cause that's the way that they are. Well, and so you don't want right. to waste time or energy or money on, on those types of people. What you want to do is approach your funnel uh, from the, the standpoint of, okay, I, number one, I know that I need to, Handle everybody at all. The funnel's bigger than I think it is because you know we want to we want to get some more leads from people that have already done business with us. But also, we need to make sure that the communication that we're doing is hitting people not only where they are and what platform they're on, but where they are mentally. In other words, where they are in the funnel, um, so that we can be most effective in the way that we move them towards that purchase decision. And sometimes, you know, sometimes it's not just. Your, your customers that can then be sources of leads, right? Because if you treat no. a lead correctly, then they can, re- that maybe they don't need to buy a house but they know, you know, however many thousands of people that might need to buy a house and if, if you're in the right position, you've communicated with them correctly um, not, again, just like you said, Craig, not 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 so that it's all about me, 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 look at all the money that I'm making oops, sorry, just me and myself but rather uh, how can I be helpful? Then uh, they're definitely gonna be a source of leads for you. So um,
2: yeah, I mean, and that, that one moment, Oh gosh, I can't think of what it's called. It's losing me right now. There's, there's a, a specific, a specific term towards it. That moment of decision when something's mentioned to somebody and the name that pops in their head is the one given out. And that may or may not be somebody we've done business with before. Sure. It very well could be somebody that has gone to five of these restaurants that we've done these, you know, interviews with and say, hey, this guy's actually cares about the community, cares about the people in it. It's the kind of person I want to do business with.
1: Are you talking about RAS, the reticular activator within the brain? I mean the reticular activating system in your head. So it's like when you buy a car, you see that car all over the place. You know, it's the same, same philosophy, you know? So if they're hearing about real estate, seeing the way we're communicating with them and consistently communicating with them and the way they want to be communicated with, um, they're more likely to tell their friends, family. And to think of us when they are talking, somebody else is talking about real estate. Totally. Cool, guys. Well, uh, let's wrap it up for today.
0: Next time, what I want to talk about, I want to start to break down some of the pieces of a traditional funnel and let's talk more specifically about what tactically uh, real estate agents can do to take advantage of those uh, strategies and and tactics. Um, I'd like to start actually at the end of the funnel though because we talked about uh, uh, the lifetime value of a a real estate customer. So, talking about some of the ways that we can get new referrals, new leads, uh, new business out of uh, customers that have already done business with us. What are some activities that we can do, some things that we can uh, can uh, hit on um, to get business out of those people and uh, we'll, it'll be a good time. All right, sounds good. Cool. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time on Forethought provided to you by stayaheadrealestatemarketing.com. Head over to stayaheadrealestatemarketing.com to learn how you can have your social media completely managed by a team of world-class professionals in the real estate industry to help you maximize current marketing trends and methodologies and strategies in your real estate business. See you next time.